All right, you are back on Wheel, uh, episode of 8 of Wheel of SNES, where the, the wheel tells us which game we're going to play, and it just happened to fall on Fatal Fury 2 for this week. I'm not going to lie, I do have Fatal Fury 1. I was thinking Final Fight when we spun it. That was what I had on my mind, was we got Final Fight, uh, which I also have Final Fight 1 as well, but it was Fatal Fury, the fighter. So uh, just to go with uh, what the back of the box says... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a handful. Are you ready for the toughest challenge of your life? It's time for 20 megs of non-stop action with another super hot arcade game for your Super Nintendo. Rejoin brothers Andy and Terry Bogard with their friend Joe Higashi as they discover that Fatal Fury was just a warm-up. Now they must face the meanest, most dangerous fighters ever assembled. Choose from among eight fierce opponents, from Big Bear, the savage unmasked wrestler, to, to Mei Shiranu, the female beauty with, with mystical arts of the ninja. Battle through Thailand, Spain, Australia, and many other locations. Feature-packed uh, feature and filled with uh, all the hard-hitting action you would expect from Takara's fighting series. Unique 3D movements enable you to fight both in the foreground and background in no other street in ways no other street fighting game can. This game rocks with huge blazing style arcade graphics and faster animation than ever before. The question is, are you up to a new challenge? So are you, Josh? Fuck yeah, I was. I was excited for this game. And, and full disclaimer, too, that there's uh, definitely some Japanese and Korean names in here, and I don't know how to pronounce any of them, so uh, uh, we're just, you know who we're talking about yeah. in here. But no, I was uh, honestly excited because this was our first fighting game. And whenever I think of uh, Super Nintendo, top hit games are always going to be like Mario, Mega Man, Tecmo Bowls, some other sports games, uh... But also, Mortal Kombat always comes up. So, I was excited to have some type of fighting game. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I'm not a huge fighter fan. Uh, yeah, I've played them, you know. Uh, the classics, you know, Street Fighter. I, like I said, I've got the first Fatal Fury. Uh, I, we never, my brother was a little bit older than me. We never got into games that was like, we, we fought in real life. We didn't <laughs> we didn't have to have the, the fighting games. But I know that you're more into the Mortal Kombats and stuff like that. So I definitely are, am a little bit out of my element on a fighting game, uh, per se. Uh, quick rundown was this was a Neo Geo game. Uh, was actually a Neo Geo arcade that was ported over. It was published and developed by SNK. Uh, when it came over to, uh, it, it was ported over to the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, and the Game Boy. And even though the game was released a little earlier, by the time it came over to the Super Nintendo, it was 94. Uh, the, fun fact, uh, there's three Fatal Fury games on the uh, Super Nintendo. Like we said, I've got the first Fatal Fury, this is Fatal Fury 2, and then there's Fatal Fury Special. Uh, which I think the general consensus is special is... I guess kind of like your Street Fighter Turbo. It's kind of the best of all of them. Of course, you know, because there's a big difference from Fatal Fury 1 to 2. And I think the Special Edition or Fatal Fury Special just kind of cleans up some of that. Uh, so it was ported, like I say, it was ported over 94. And one of the big things that uh, they mentioned even in the uh, on the box uh, was it was the first feature... Uh, it was a big feature, and it was it was saying it was one of the first uh, fighting games to 
put fighting on like the main ground and the foreground or foreground and background main level and and it so it, you weren't just moving back and forth you could actually move horizontal and uh uh along with vertically and uh a couple of new things that this one to put in versus the first fatal fury was you know you could double tap the back button to kind of do like a quick evade or like a panic run or whatever you know to get away uh they introduced uh desperation moves into this which for me, not being a fighting guy, uh, I think they called them fury moves too. Uh, they were dang near impossible for me to do, but I'm uh, pretty much uh, fighter ignorant. So uh, uh, that might not be what everybody else has. So basically the plot of this game, it, you know, one of the things that's a little strange is it's a fighter game that actually has the plot to it. So we're not really going to go too much into what happened at the end of the, or at what happened in the first game. But basically the, the bad guy gets defeated. I think he gets drop kicked off a skyscraper or something. Kind of sounded a little diehardish. So the plot is after the first game ends, a muscle bound nobleman becomes a sponsor of a new king of fighter competition. It goes from street side competition to global in this one, where players battle each other, becoming friends as they go along. And the mysterious challenger is defeating the participants from the first game, searching for the man responsible of defeating Geese, who was the uh, main bad guy from the first game. So basically, it sounds like a little bit of a, a revenge story. Uh, there were eight playable characters, like to start out without unlocking anybody, and uh, uh, the first three were your uh, classic characters from the first game. Uh, you had Terry and Andy Bogard. Uh, Terry Bogard was basically uh, the American champion, king of fighters. Uh, Terry is the one who killed the bad guy in the first one. Spoiler alert for a 30-year-old game, right, Josh? That's right. Uh, Andy Bogard was Terry's younger brother, and he was a practitioner of uh, Ma, Shiranu, whatever. Uh, he's into karate, so, so to speak. <laughs> the martial arts, I guess. And Joe Higashi... Uh, he was a Japanese Muay Thai champion and a friendly rival of the Bogard brothers, which that's one thing that's kind of funny in the uh, startup. It says it's the meanest, most dangerous fighters. I feel like all the fighters are pretty friendly to each other in this game. Ah, uh, I mean... I mean, as far as fighting, I don't think they necessarily want to... Like, the eight core characters, I don't think they necessarily want to kill each other like you would expect a normal fighting game to be. Um, I think they just want to win and go about their business. I don't know. Big Bear looks like you could eat a couple of them. Well, Big Bear, uh, these, uh, these are the five characters that were introduced new. Uh, Big Bear, he's an Australian wrestler, and hence the name. He's a big old dude. He's, he's massive. I mean, compared to all of the other characters, he's at least twice the size of them. Uh, he's an Australian wrestler. Uh, in the wrestling circuit, he was a heel known as Raiden from the previous King of Fighter tournaments, which uh, with SNK and this being Neo Geo, this is very tightly tied in with King of Fighter, uh, the game that was released then. A lot of these characters make the same appearances. Uh, there is a Jubi Yamada, who's basically an old Japanese judo sensei. Uh, when he was young, he was known as Yamada the Demon. Uh, you had Ching Enzon, He's basically a greedy fat fighter from Taiwan, and uh, he's wanting to open his own training hall. You got Kim Kapwon, a South Korean Taekwondo fighter who fights in the name of justice. Uh, this uh, one note that was made was he was the first Korean fighter in the uh, series 
and uh, that seemed to be a pretty big deal. It's and pretty cool. You got May Shiranyu, who is the daughter of uh, the Shiranyu Ninja Clan's leader, and he is she is the proclaimed fiance of Andy Bogard, one of the Bogard brothers. So uh, there's a tie in there. Uh, them are the characters you can play it with without unlocking or using a cheat. Uh, to go back to May, she is also one of SNK's uh, mascots. And her and Kim, the Korean fighter, are mainstays in all the Fatal Fury uh, and King of Fighter tournament uh, games going forward. So they were actually the add-ins, and uh, uh, they become a pretty important part of the series. Uh, the bosses that you fought is Billy Kane. He's a Bojitsu master from the United Kingdom who is seeking revenge for both on both the Bogard brothers and Joe for the death of Geese. So he just basically wants to beat up on the guys from the first game. You got Axel Halt, who's a hawk. He's a retired heavyweight boxing champion seeking to make his comeback. Lawrence Blood, a former matador, he uses his fighting style based on his bullfighting methods, which I didn't know that uh, you know bullfighters uh, could make their own type of karate or street fighting. Yeah, that, that, that that's a bit far-fetched. And then, uh, of course, we're going to have uh, Wolfgang Krauser. Can you imagine uh, what uh, country he hails from? He, he hails from Germany. He is a German nobleman. Uh, he's seeking to defeat the King of Fighter champion who is responsible for Geese's uh, downfall. So uh, that is pretty much it. And I will say that, uh, you know, kind of be a sneak peek coming up on what makes the game is it's not every day that you actually get a storyline with the first game that carries over into the second, like, there is some thought put into this game as far as why these people are fighting. Uh, that's pretty much uh, what we got for the startup. What do you think about all that, Josh? That's a lot to take in, especially for a fighting game. You know, normally it's like a tower-based or attorney-based fighting style game, and there's not really much of a story that goes along with it yeah yeah with all fairness this is kind of the internet lore this is probably the instruction book stuff yeah when you, when you turn on the game you don't have to go through a 14 page uh dossier uh, yes you ain't you're not getting 007 files with each character that you're flipping over and trying to determine why you're fighting these people uh so i mean you can simply jump into this and uh, play it as a uh straight up fighter game or you can get tied into the lore of Fatal Fury and the SNK and the Neo Geo fighters, which I'll say Neo Geo, man, I remember them having a lot of fighters in the arcades and this was an original arcade cabinet. And, uh, man, back in the nineties, they were, I never seen a Neo Geo system in my life, but, uh, they were, they were hot at the time. They had better graphics, better music. And, uh, of course, they didn't last too long as far as, you know, trying to release to an actual Neo Geo system. Uh, and, and a lot of stuff got ported over and stuff. But, I mean, you know, this wasn't the second game out of a fluke. I mean, there was definitely a following for this game. So, uh, I guess but going forward, uh, we're just going to jump right into uh, what makes the game, if you ain't got anything else to add, Josh. No, I do not. I don't have anything else to add to it. So, uh... You know, one thing that struck me up as soon as we started the game was it seemed to be like a decent amount of game modes. Uh, you know, you got your basic one one versus the computer, uh, you know, player versus player, one versus two. And they actually had a uh, an option in there for elimination, which was kind of cool, where you basically could pick four fighters and your friend or whomever picked four other fighters. So it was basically whoever won 
I mean, it, it was basically like playing, Last I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was basically like playing one-on-one, but you're like, hey, I'll put my best four fighters against your best four and see where it comes out, which I guess it comes down to the matchups on it. So, uh, uh, that was a little different. You know, most of the games, it's either play one player or two players. So, it's kind of yeah. nice to have an extra option there, you know? Yeah, I did notice that. And I, I will say, like, if... I had this game growing up and things like that. That would be something that me and my brothers would have probably done is because, you know, everybody likes a bunch of different fighting styles. Everybody likes different combos. Combos are easier with different people. So I could see that becoming a very huge turning point to a lot of people why they like this game. And, you know, maybe even it makes it a little cooler too because if you say, hey, I want uh, Big Bear, the biggest dude by far on the game, I might be like, hey, I want to pick the smallest person in the game, or vice versa, you know, so, you know, of course, each character kind of has a, a, its own weakness and such, but, uh, uh, you know, so there could be a little bit of sportsmanship, you know, there might be uh, some matchups that you wouldn't, per se, I, I guess you could come down to say, like, some of the guys at the end of the game uh, that you would fight, you could just fight them immediately right there. Another thing that I thought was, uh, you know, it seems like the past four or five weeks, uh, I've said I've hated the music. I thought the music was pretty good. Uh, it's a little bit different than like most of the most fighters' music, but uh, it played like it was a fighting game. I, like you didn't really notice it a whole lot, but you know, of course, some of the matches, uh, you know, it's a fighting game, so like in the options menu, you could actually you know change the time from you know 30 to 45 99 seconds you're, you're only playing a game is only going to be basically a minute minute and a half at top so you didn't have to do nothing too crazy as far as like some of the amiga games where they're on a 15 second loop it seems like and they keep playing uh that kind of plays into this game so even though i did the i didn't have any issue with the music i thought it was really good but at the same time they weren't you know producing music for you know, 10 minute levels and stuff. But I thought the music was actually really good. It went with the stages. It went with the fighters. Uh, I thought it was pleasant. It did. And it wasn't over, it wasn't overly loud either. It didn't overpower anything like on the last game we reviewed, uh, Kid Cleat. The music was just so loud and obnoxious oh, that, yeah. that it overpowered everything. And on this one here, it was, it was perfect to what it is. It was background noise. Yeah. And it wasn't like, elevator music to where it wasn't it was annoying it wasn't like you it was an upbeat music and you're like hey i'm over here fighting this guy and on a freaking train or whatever or in a dojo and i'm getting uh show tunes played like it, yeah it, it, it was all it suited it the, it's it, yes it, matched, it, it, it matched. matched the train that you were in uh i did think that uh the button placement was pretty good i mean you know so you're typically in your arcade uh, most of these games are going to have four to six buttons. I know there will always be like, you know, high kick, low kick, uh, high punch, low punch, probably a jump and block button. Uh, it did, uh, it's one of the few games that we've came across. Like I say, we've only played seven other games so far, but it did make use of almost all the buttons. Uh, you know, you had A, B, X, Y. They were high kick, low kick, uh, punch, you know, your R triggers. You, you know, he had throw buttons with it. Uh, uh, and... You know, on top of that, you could actually map your own controls in the options menu, which was nice. So if uh, the way it was set up, if you said, oh, no, I thought A should be high punch and B should be low punch, you could go in there and change that. Yeah, which was awesome. We didn't get any of those customizations on any of the other games, which would have been really handy and useful 
on a couple of other games. Which I don't think would have been a really big deal unless it just, I thought it felt fine. Uh, I'm very clumsy on fighters anyway. So, uh, to me, it felt fine. I think if, as long as you picked up the game, and I would assume without going back and playing Fatal Fury 1 that that was probably the same control setup that was on there. Uh, I think pretty much however you learn to play it's how you got used to it. So, uh, I don't know that there would be a lot of people that I would have ever known in my life as soon as they turn on the game saying, oh, hell no. Uh, B is, yes, I've got, I've got to change these around. Like, you know, it, it was pretty self-explanatory. The controls were uh, one of those simple to learn, hard to master. It used all the buttons, uh, which was kind of nice because uh, there's nothing more frustrating in these other games that we play when we're like, oh, man, it was kind of, uh, you know, brutal to go in this button sequence when you had to go like jump through hoops when you had a button that wasn't even used and it was like ah you could have you could have literally mapped this button which a lot of these were ported games that we had issues with but this was a ported game and it actually worked really well i did i did see a lot of folks said that the genesis version which i've never played was probably the more true version with the six button uh genesis controller and i could see that but i thought it played okay on the super nintendo controller yeah i don't have any complaints with how the game played itself i mean controllers were fine the button mapping was very useful if you were into it like i said if you needed it to be set up a certain way you could which was amazing but i'm with you i just picked it up learned my buttons and that's how i kept them uh another thing you know before even really get into any of the gameplay was there's a lot of places to fight. So I know there was on the first fatal fury. They were all, I guess kind of focused more on, uh, street fighting pretty much in the South streets. Uh, I forget what they called it, but it was, it was mostly everybody fighting in one area. This was kind of global. I did. I did get cracked up because, you know, uh, I would imagine that when somebody says they're from Tokyo, you'll be like, Oh, Japan, like all oh, Japan's Tokyo. Like I did get cracked up, uh, when it, the first guy I fought was in America, and it literally put a flag over what looked to may, be maybe Texas or Nebraska, and then in the background of what we talk about is Mount freaking Rushmore. Yeah, and I'm like that's not where Mount Rushmore is. But you know, what? I bet people that are not from America probably says, "Oh yeah, Mount Rushmore is probably exactly where that was." Uh, so that part didn't really bother me as much as it gave me, uh, a, like say, a chuckle. Uh, I think most of the, these guys were from their own different countries. I can't remember. They may have been the Bogards were from, you know, both from America and stuff. But in the settings you fought, you fought in, it was like, hey, if you're in Japan, why not show me some uh, dojo stuff? When you're yeah. in America, why not give me all the American stuff? Yeah. So, but there was a lot of places to actually fight. Uh, I do know that if you fought Big Bear, you went to Australia. So, the land down under. The land down under. Which Big Bear was fun. I, I didn't. I, he was more fun for me to look at than actually play with. I couldn't play as him. No, but he was definitely something. You could see why he would be a. He was like, okay, well, I'm not going to get there to tell me the gimmick that he kind of reminded me of. Uh, because believe it or not, there's a lot of tie-ins to other fighting games. Uh, you could say that people were trying to cash in, which at this time there wasn't. Uh, I ain't going to say that there weren't a lot of fighting games, but there wasn't a lot of good fighting games. I think Street Fighter and Mortal, Mar Kombat. And Mortal Kombat had ruled this. Uh, they had it worked. Yeah, at the same time, this game, when it came out, Neo Geo, it was a big arcade game. Uh, I don't... 
I think that they thought they could get in here and compete on the Super Nintendo, and they did uh, pretty effectively. Uh, with me not being a uh, a fighter guy, I did note that one thing in here was you don't necessarily need a moves list to fight, but you could make one pretty easy, or you could literally take your Game Pro or your Nintendo, well, yeah, your Nintendo Power, or write down the moves list. You know, in today's day and age, it's a little easier to, to find. And I'm sure the instruction manual probably had the moves list in there as well. But uh, I didn't think that because you didn't know how to do a, a special move or a fatality that it really affected the game. You could still just fight by mashing buttons. That's me. That, as a as a fighter game, I just mash buttons. That's what well, I do. You're an uncultured button smasher. Well, you're not wrong. That's exactly me. Uh did you have any issues with the moves list uh, or were you actually like trying to perform? Like I, I wasn't very good at it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. Uh, okay. For mine is at first I went in just straight fight, just button smash. See what's, see what's about. See if it was even doable. It was, like I say, I ran a full circuit just by button smashing and it worked. And yeah, I lost a few rounds and everything like that. So I'm like, okay. Well then I try and then I tried to do uh one person. I think I got uh one of the Beauregard brothers. I can't remember which one it was. And I started to do different moves that I knew off of previous games. Right, you know, right. And I guess Mortal Kombat, that. Street Fighter, you know, several others like Back forward punch or something. Back like forward that. punch is scorpions get over here. Right. So you know I was doing stuff like that, and I stumbled across maybe a, a handful of different combos with different characters with the different lists. But I do feel that the computer was better at using special moves. A hundred percent. Now, as far as the fury move, the desperation move, I had no shot of pulling one of them things off. Yeah. No, uh, I never. I don't did. think that. Yeah, that to me. It's cool to to keep to put that into the game, but it was fell on deaf ears with me. Yeah, but now I did look it up and did look up a few combo moves with certain people, and once you actually learned them and could use them pr pretty frequently, dude, you blew through the game like it was nothing. So another thing that I think that was kind of cool, like we touched on, was you know it's not just a fighting game. There's a story to be put in. And after each uh, each fight, you didn't necessarily get a cutscene. You got like a still frame with like a word, like a with saying. Text under, box. Yeah, yeah, text box. It had like basically one two sentences in it, and uh, that was kind of cool though. I mean, so as your player progressed, and and it was different for each player as you progressed through the the game. Uh, you know, you had I guess you would call it character building in between. So it wasn't just like, oh, I beat this guy in Thailand, or Thailand. Oh, I'm going to Japan. I mean, there was a little bit of that, but I feel like it kind of brought closure after each fight that you would say something. It wasn't nothing really groundbreaking. It was no. kind of goofy and fun, but, uh, uh, you know, the character building was, yeah, you kind of, I guess it gave you a chance to actually get the attitude of the person you were fighting with. Uh, that was cool. And, and even though that this was a fighting game, I go back to, I think, all the core, the main characters, the eight characters, they seem to be pretty friendly to each other. Uh, 
so I don't think that anybody was either like, hey, I beat you. I should push you on this train and let you die. It was never like that. It was never Mortal Kombat style. No, no, no. It, and it wasn't meant to be that way. And so I think that probably one of the, you know, one of the better things it had going for it is, you know, especially at the time that Mortal Kombat came out, you know, fighting games were in the spotlight. People were re- ripping spines out from each other. Fatality. Yeah. And so on this one, everybody was more like, good fight. See you next time or see you next tournament or something yeah. like that. So I do think that, and I don't think that it necessarily meant to be this way, but I feel like this game was probably more of a family friendly fighter. There wasn't like blood squirting out every time you punch somebody. Uh, I feel like if your kid wanted to play. Mortal Kombat or this, a parent that was concerned with that ruining the mind of a child would choose this game. It seemed a little more friendly or a little more lighter. Uh, if you said Street Fighter or this, I think this was probably more friendly. I don't think that, uh, I just don't think it had a, a shocking effect like Mortal Kombat did back in the day. I think it was more friendlier of a fighting game. Yeah, I see that. I said this. This was a lot more family friendly. I think what they were going for was this isn't necessarily a fighting game where we're trying to kill each other. To where this is like a kung fu tournament or a martial arts. This, tournament. this is a true tournament where the losers aren't impaled on a spike or have their spines ripped out or acid spit in their face. With that being said, the end of the first game is somebody basically getting drop kicked off a freaking building. So there look, is there is look, that. Look, look at the time frame whenever that game came out versus Die Hard. Okay? <laughs> That's I what mean... I think. Uh, I've got just a few more things on what I like about this game. Uh, each character had their own ending. So you had multiple endings. Uh, it wasn't uh, nothing that was ground shattering. It didn't necessarily change uh, that y- you beat the guy, you know, it was cool. I guess it was part of giving it, uh, the replayability. Like, uh, we said in the story that, uh, the May Shiranu character was, uh, basically a fiance of Andy Bogard. One thing that was weird, that was the character I played with. So when, you know, she made it through and she beat the, the final boss, she goes, Andy, I accept you as my disciple. It's like, what yeah. the hell is that? Yeah. Like, and I was just like, I think that's probably like a loose Japanese translation on what they think Americans would talk like. Yeah. And then there was ones like uh, the guy with the dojo, who was the greedy man who wanted to start his own uh, training hall. He's like, oh, I could start my own training hall. And so each character, you know... Uh, it was just a little bit. It was a little bit of substance there. Not yeah, much, yeah, yeah. But... And it wasn't like anybody was like, oh, Freaking Andy Bogard comes in and says, Terry Bogard's my brother who sucks. Kick Crocs. It wasn't like yeah. that. It was kind of Get a positive. Rick Strub. It was yeah. nothing like that. It was like a positive spin on each one of the fighters. And it literally was the same still frame that you get in between uh, uh, fights. But it was just like a little bit of closure. So you could see what everybody would have did if they'd have won this King of Fighters competition here. And, and so that, that was one thing that, I know now a lot of the fighting games do, but uh, not all Super Nintendo games did that. Uh, So that was pretty cool. And uh, I'd say I I may be on an island with this. I've got two more things. The probably my favorite thing out of the whole game, you know, like say this was an arcade game. And even though like say when the controls made it kind of still feel like an arcade game, 
But the gameplay, the colors were cool, but man, I thought the backgrounds were awesome. So like while you're fighting, you know, of course, uh, you know, just like kid cleats and stuff, there was definitely an emphasis put on on the background, which was like a lot of the arcade games. So like just some of the stuff while you're in the middle of fighting was the bulls running when you're fighting the matador martial arts expert. Yep. Uh, there's guys riding basically little mopeds or motorbikes around. Uh, probably my two favorite ones was the boss ones I thought were fire. Now, I did crack up when I seen Mount freaking Rushmore when we talk about our yeah. Mount Rushmore of games. Uh, but when you were you're fighting the boxer and the ring ropes were electrified, yeah, that was pretty cool. And probably when you were fighting uh, Wolfgang Crosser, uh, it... I'm telling you what it reminded me of. I thought I was playing a damn Castlevania game. Yep, it I was, agree it was, 100%. It was Castlevania music, but in the background, you had a freaking orchestra play. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so awesome. Yeah, and, I did too. I thought it was straight Castlevania. I was waiting for Simon or Richter to pop up. I yeah. was one of them. I was like, I'm going to beat this dude and he's going to turn into a damn bat. And yeah. Like, tear my crap up. Uh, and then, on top of that, you know, the background's fighting in the foreground and the background. Uh, you could actually crash through some of the the obstacles, I guess the uh, what the props in each the, stage. Yeah. I don't the, know what you would call that. Just destructibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Destructibles. So, like the first one that came to my mind was when you were in, like I guess it was like the dojo, and they had the Japanese like dividers with the tigers on them. You could knock somebody through that. And so, I think the strongest part to me of this whole game was. Uh, the backgrounds, the backgrounds were awesome. That was, I just wanted to play each stage to see what the background was. And I'll tell you, if you make it to the final boss, that symphony, that music, I was cracking up. I enjoyed every damn bit of that part. Yeah. And I, I think that final stage had the best music, the whole build up, the feeling that was the best part. Of I the think they ever. really put a lot of their time into that final boss spot to show you like, Hey, you you played this game, and so we're going to reward you with this. And and I will say this, that uh, this could have probably been in the fun facts part. One thing that I thought was really, really, it was a little bit strange, but cool, was, I don't know if you noticed, but, you know, of course, it's a typical fighter where you play three rounds. Whoever wins two rounds first is each of the rounds was played. The first round was played in the morning. Yep. The second one was played in the afternoon, and then the second, or the third stage, if it got there, was played at night. Yeah, and so that was pretty cool. So it's basically like, hey, we've got a tournament going on. You get out there, you get your butt whooped in the morning. That's cool. Meet us back at noon. Get your butt kicked at noon, or or you win one at noon. We're gonna go down for a primetime battle at yeah. seven p.m. on CBS. Yeah. You know, yeah, it showed that nice progression through the days, which I actually. It, it was actually a little bit rewarding to see that. Yeah, and uh, that part was pretty cool. Like, I mean, I could have did without it and it not bothered me one way, positive or negatively, but I was like, just to put the thoughts in, like, hey, tomorrow morning we're going to fight, and by the end of this day we're going to find out who the best fighter is. Yeah. I was like, cool, cool. I, I don't know how, I don't think that would ever happen in, today's martial arts or tournaments or cage fighting or nothing no, like that. I don't think so either. It probably wouldn't have happened back then, but it was kind of cool. I mean, the closest we have to that is the WWE's Royal Rumble. Well, there's that. And 
That's just all sorts of mayhem. Hey, we'll get into that. Maybe we get that game next. I don't we'll know. We'll find out. See what the will tells us. Uh, so that's all I've got that makes this game what I thought made it great. So do you have anything you want to add, Josh? No, no, ladies and gentlemen. I think we covered it all right there. I just can't sell enough about the ending. The ending was the uh, by far the best. And it was typical. I mean, the boss fights weren't give me's, and especially for somebody who stinks at fighters like me, I struggled through it. But the uh, the build up for it was uh, a okay. I, I just like Wolfgang Krauser. I didn't necessarily like the character as much as I liked his stage. But man, the stage setup was so good. Like I can't remember playing this game in an arcade, but as good as the sound was on a Super Nintendo, I can only imagine how much better it would have been playing it in the cabinet. Uh, so if that wraps all that up, we can jump right into what breaks this game. Uh, with full disclosure of me not being a fighter guy, some of this may be judging by today's standards. Because uh, I don't play fighters nowadays. But one thing that I felt was right off the bat was I felt like the controls were a little delayed. They weren't crisp enough for me. Like, uh, I guess one of the things to get into is I, I felt like the whole game was really slow to me. Uh, I could see that with you not being a fighter person or a fighter game person, but they were a little sluggish and I get the reasoning why for it is it gives you that delay to be able to do the combo attacks. Well, when when even when you start off and somebody would like the guy would throw like a ground attack and it was like a flame coming on the ground or whatever his special move, I could see it coming, but it would hit me every time. I couldn't jump it or nothing. It was like by the time I see it and I want to hit the button, I was either too late or jumping way too soon. Uh it just felt sluggish the whole game to me. Now you know, nowadays, uh, if you tell me what is a fighter game, it's I'm a, I'm a button masher, so I, I don't want to have to think about what I'm necessarily doing. I'm just going to hammer down buttons, and I don't think that translated very well. It could be me. It could be me used to the modern-day fighting games, but I didn't like how slow the game felt. And I do defend that with like how you had the Street Fighter games, and then you had Street Fighter Turbo. I've not played the uh, Final Fight... or. The Fatal Fury, I'm sorry. I get it. And Final Fight, <laughs> all out of whack. I've not played the Fatal Fury Special, but I kind of have a feeling like Fatal Fury Special, which we will get to on this podcast, will be like your Street Fighter Turbo. I think a lot of the sluggishness may be cured with that. But to me, you know, like say, I didn't play this game in 94. I've not ever played this. I've, I may have played this game on a rental once, but I just didn't like the way it felt. It just felt slow. Yeah, I, 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 the only way I can defend that is that most fighter games back in that era was they gave you that little delay to be able to do their combos because they weren't programmed like now games. Like now, nowadays games, if you do it, you can type in that combo really easily and your dude will still go through the movement. But back then, whenever you done it, once that movement was completed, you'd had to restart. So that's what I was thinking. That's why it was sluggish, and I think so. But I think they could have amped that sluggish up a little less to where you still have more of a reaction time to do certain things. Because I'm not going to lie, I ate a lot of damage 
Mm -hmm. Just trying to pull off a combo. Oh, yeah. If you try to jump back to do uh, an attack, you were going to get hit with their special attack. Like, I feel like this one, if me and you played each other, would be... Maybe that would... And, and we didn't play this one two-player. We played it independently. Maybe that would have cut down on some of the sluggishness because the computer just seemed way more crisp at what they're doing. Which I get it. You know, I don't know what I'm doing with it. So, but like... By the time I'm over here trying to figure out what a combo attack to throw like a special move out, uh, the computer's already wearing me out. You yeah. Know? And, and it's not like they're on top of you fighting you. They're just sitting back throwing the same special move, throwing their special move at you, in which I can't, I can't dodge it. I can't jump it because I can't time it right. Now, maybe that's a fault of mine, but I didn't like that. And another thing I didn't like, with, when we talk about combo, I guess you really got two combos. You got the combos where you're trying to do the attack. I didn't like the the there wasn't really a combo in the game. When you say, hey, what is a fighting game? It's like, I'm going to knock you up in there and I'm going to beat you around with like a 36-hit combo. I guess it's a chain combo. Uh, there's really not any chain combo to this That's game. not a chain combo. That's a cheese. Okay, okay, a cheese. Now, and I know today, you aren't going to have a fighter game that ain't going to count every damn hit you put on somebody. That's and true. And so that could be me in modern day gaming looking back, because like I say, this isn't my strongest suit on fighters. Yeah, no, that that is a cheese to where if that, if that happens, like you can sit there and chain a combo all day long. And I hate people who do that. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you this. Like, the leg sweep in Mortal Kombat. I remember that being so devastating. And when we go to a friend's house or we fought each other, we had a three-hit uh, three, combo. Yeah, a three you leg sweep me three times, you got to punch me, drop kick me, do something. You then you leg sweep me three more times. You got to change it up. Because you could sit there and literally leg sweep somebody 15 times. And that's not necessarily what I mean. I like when you see the guy goes up and the people who know what they're doing make it look so effortless and they just... 176 hit combo in six seconds yeah there was no combo counting on this it was pretty much you hit a guy he falls down you punch uh maybe you get an extra hit or two in there but that's not really how a lot of fighting games work nowadays and with me being completely inexperienced in the fighting games uh i i've, I've played them but i'm not gonna say that i'm an expert by any means i felt that having a fighting game that didn't really have a, a hit combo was a little strange to me. Yeah, I, it would have been like I understand like if your power hits, your chain like your uh, chain attacks or anything like that. I can understand them being a one hit knockdown, but a standard punch, kick, whatever, as long as it wasn't a lead sweep, I think you should be able to chain it. I, I would have liked to see some type of chain attacks, but also if you look at it this way too, I mean. All the other games had that, and this one didn't. So maybe they were trying to do a little turning point. Which I know, like the Street Fire games, you could put a combo together. It didn't necessarily count it out like it did nowadays, but I didn't feel like, and I think it kind of goes in with the speed of this game and the pacing of it, per se. It, it was more set on the lines of a tournament-based game. I feel, like, I feel like you fought each other to land a hit. Yes. And and then it was like regroup. Cause, I mean, if you didn't, if you tried to put one of these chains together, like what I'm used to seeing, 
the guy's gonna get up. He's gonna shake off his damage, and he's gonna hit you. Which I did. he's got eye frames. Yes. So if you get too close to a person, you're not gonna give him space. He's gonna get up and get a free hit on you. Uh, which there was a, a stun in here uh, that you could actually stun an opponent and I guess perform one of your desperation moves. Or what I didn't do really well with it myself. I seen more people doing it to me than me doing it. Yeah. And that part was cool. So at least when you're stunned, I can understand they do that damage. But I feel like if you try to trap me in a corner and keep trying to leg sweep me or low kick me, uh, you'll get out. Yeah, I will get out. I'll punch you right in the face and knock you back, and then you're going to be pissed off because you were way better and you trapped me. Yeah. But the game, I did like that the game didn't let me get cornered like that. Yeah. But it kind of took away from a little bit of it because I feel like that's what you want a little bit with these I, fighting I games. I think, no, I see. I think the game took away the cheese ability in these games. But I think it was more on the lines of a true tournament based game to where, like you said, is I've done Taekwondo growing up. You go in there, and once you score a point, you reset, go back at it. So that's how I viewed this game as. I viewed it as you go in there, you take a hit, you step back, you wait for your opponent to get up, then you go back at it. You can't just go in there and go full mixed martial arts on somebody. I'm the barbarian guy. I just want to kick the damn door open, beat the hell out of you. And that didn't work out real well in this game. No. like There there was strategy, and I didn't have the right strategy, and that's one of the reasons that I didn't enjoy it. When I played, as soon as I turned this game on, I was like, oh, this is going to be a game Josh is into. Not so much me, but I I could tell with it being a fighting game and the way it played. And and it kind of goes in, I don't want to talk out both sides of my mouth, because I said the game seemed slow and sluggish. But the actual matches, I thought, one of the bad parts was they were really quick. Uh, it seemed like by the time you got a few hits, the game was over. The the rounds were, like, I think they done more damage. Like, the damaging aspect of it seemed a lot, a lot more. Each damage was more overpowered than what I thought it should be. Yeah, yeah, that's so, what I'm trying to say. So by the time, like, literally, if I'm over here trying to figure out how to throw a fan or whatever, a fireball or whatever at somebody... I took two hits. I'm already, it seems like, at half health. Yeah. And so one of the things I did feel like was a moot point then is when you actually went to the options menu, you could actually choose the time of your fight. I think it was like 45, 60, 90 seconds or infinite. It don't matter. The match is going to be over before any of that. 20 seconds, <laughs> yes. 30 seconds match. And that's why, why I said, like, hey, the music was great. I didn't have to listen to the same crap over and over and over and over because... If you if you told me you made it to a thirty second match, I'd be like, man, that must have just been a damn blood sport tournament knockdown drag out. Because I can tell you, I've you had to go to all three rounds with barely any health left. I feel like that when I won, it would maybe take me twenty seconds, and when I lost, it seemed like seven seconds. Yeah. Like if if you got in a bad spot, it was hard to recover. I, there wasn't like a health regeneration uh, to it or anything like that, which you know. Most of them games don't have, but even though the gameplay was sluggish, the actual matches I felt like were way too quick. It wasn't necessarily the speed of them were fun. I just felt like, I guess, really the damage was overpowered from it. You take two punches in the face, it seems like you're at half health. I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that too. I guess that would play to the strength of somebody who is basically like, I'm not gonna get hit. Like, if you practice... perfectionist. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, I've got two or three more things, uh, like say, this is kind of by today's standards. 
they only had eight characters. I didn't go back and see how many uh, they had in the Street Fighter and, and Mortal Kombat, but in 1994, at the late life of the uh, Super Nintendo, having eight characters kind of seemed a little lame. Now, at the end of the day, by the time you play through the game, eight characters, defeating eight characters and four bosses was enough for me. But I wish you probably had a little bit, a little more variety to play with. I think it comes into play where if you were playing like the tournament versus somebody and you each pick four players versus four players, uh, it kind of hurt that game mode a little bit. You know, I don't know that 12 fighters would have made me like this game more. And I know it's by today's standards that I'm used to seeing 36 characters and you pay $6 and download 36 more, but eight characters seem a little lacking. I mean, the gameplay itself, I wouldn't have wanted to have to go through 12 stages of characters and then the bosses. I was fine with it being eight stages plus four bosses, but I wish we had more characters to choose from. Yeah, I can see that too. The... But I like I see what you're saying, but even, it, it may not be far off pace from the competitors at the time. But especially like if I was in a with this being a port from an arcade, and and I know that even though this was released in '94 on the Super Nintendo, it was in the arcade far before then, and so I take that into account. How many arcade games fighters would you want to jump in? And and like say this is today's standards. How many would you want to jump in? Only had eight playable characters. You know, nowadays you hop on there and there's sixteen. Yeah, it, it's it's twenty maybe. So that part was okay, I guess. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. I'm not gonna beat it up and say this game sucked because there was only eight characters. I think there was bigger flaws in the game than that. Uh, but to go along with eight characters, probably the biggest. I I ain't gonna say that I. It, it's over looming. Uh, it, it didn't make me hate the game the most, but the game did seem kind of like a knockoff of Street Fighter. Uh, 100%. And, right. and I don't think that they pretended to come up with it. Like, I think they were like, hey, let's make characters that are loosely based off Street Fighter and we'll give them their own story. Uh, the Bogar brothers, they reminded me of Ken and Ryu. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the sprites of the characters didn't look nearly as great as the backgrounds, but you know, the Bogars were like Ken and Ryu. Uh, the May chick was kind of like your Chun-Li, yep. even with their butt cheeks hanging out, you know? Uh, and to me, and this is maybe a stretch, Big Bear. So you got Big Bear there. He's this big old dude. Everybody wants to play him as him and he's not that good. Reminded me of Blanca off Street Fighter. Now, Blanca, I think, was a better fighter than this guy, but that was kind of like, hey, let's put this guy that doesn't match an Australian wrestler. He does not go along with any of the story. I, maybe you could say the uh, Matador who fought was definitely out of place, too. Uh, See, I, to me, Blanca was more like the... Uh, the green dude, the green judo dude who's want to open up his own dojo. Perhaps. Because he sort of had the same moveset. And when I seen Billy Kane as a boss, even though he had the uh, bow or the staff, I was like, man, this is Vega from Street Fighter. Like, yeah. this is literally Vega yeah. instead of having that heel on his foot. Uh, he's got a stick. Yeah. And so, 
I didn't necessarily dislike it, but you can't say that these characters were 100% original. And, you know, hey, at the end of the day, Street Fighter is super successful. Why not try to copy what they're doing? Just change it up a little. But I did feel like I was playing a generic version of Street Fighter. Yeah. And now the, I know there's was, a lot of Fatal Furious out there. The, this was a, uh, like you how you have a Walmart brand, name brand. This was the great value Street This was Fighter. the great value and, and it, while Mortal Kombat, you know, that was a fighter and they came up with their own original idea. The idea, the story behind it may have been more original than Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but uh, I can say that I don't think there's one Mortal Kombat character that I look at and I say, hey, that reminds me of somebody from Street Fighter. You know, there might be some that has a lot of the same uh, moves, per se, but some of these characters, like the Bogar brothers, not necessarily like uh, Ryu, but... Uh, Ken. One of them looked just like Ken. Like a, a little think, bit more I think, pixelated. I think person. it was, oh, uh, what was his name? Was it Trevor? I think it was Terry. 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 Yeah, Terry looked like Ken to me. So, I don't know. It was kind of goofy. Like I say, I felt like I was playing the Walmart version of this. And uh, probably my biggest thing and the last thing that I got was all the special moves that you had, whether it was, uh, you know, doing the special up kick with a combo or uh you know trying to throw something at the person i i call them the special moves is that is that the correct terminology in a fighter would you call that a special move it's a power move a power move i didn't think well i call it a special except for the throwing the throwing or just it's just throwing objects so it's environmental I don't know. I'm ignorant to this. To me, it's all special moves. Anything that isn't your normal fighting. And I didn't think any of the moves that you required me. Now, I did, you know, look at some uh, move list. And I tried to do some. And I did suck at them. But I didn't think any of the, what I call a special move, none of them were really special. I don't think any of them changed the top. Like, I don't think Mortal Kombat, you had a special move that was, like, so overpowering. Maybe Scorpion's... Uh, get over here. Yeah, get over here. Raiden's teleport. But a lot of the special moves in that that they would do would be a fatality and such like that. None of the special moves I thought necessarily swung a match. And it was like, if I try to go through this button combo, getting the crap kicked out of me while I do it. Which I will say the button combos weren't too horribly complicated. But why do I want to try to do one of these button combos that's a little difficult when it doesn't really do much more damage or it's not as much of a game changer as the other moves? And so I, that was one of the things I really didn't like. It was just like by the time I tried to specialize or do one of these specialty moves, it really wasn't no better. I, I was better off not doing it. See, and I disagree with that. I think once you got the special moves down... It could turn the tide of the game itself. I mean, I default. I, I, to me, like say, I'm like an infant on the uh, fighting game. You know, I'm. To me, I didn't enjoy the controls. I didn't enjoy that whole aspect of it. I just want to go out there and punch it. Like, I feel like in some of the other games being able to master how to get a get over here is a game changer because you can chain that together with other... To me, this was just like, oh, okay. Now, it was more effective when the computer was doing it to me versus me doing it to the computer. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that part of it. But you seem to not have a problem with I it. I did not. I did not. Like I said, so once you learn how to chain them together, like you, just, like you couldn't do one 
I, there was an order to them to be able to pull it off correctly. Well, to me, that's really all I've got. What what I didn't like about this game, what broke the game to me. Uh, do you have anything that pissed you off about this game? Uh, not really. Like I said, as far as a fighter goes, I think it was a pretty decent fighter for the early stages of nowadays fighters. And, and me not being a fighter guy, like I say, I knew as soon as I started playing this game, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed that it, Fatal Fury wasn't Final Fight. I was really wanting to play. <laughs> I was really wanting to play Final Fight because I've got fond memories of that game, and uh, you know I put that aside. But I'm not a fighter guy. And when I'm playing it, and I'm like, man, I suck at this. I bet Josh is probably having fun. He's probably got his kids kicking each other in the damn face playing this. Kids game. didn't play it. Kids didn't play it. They the, weren't the, interested, the, or you just didn't tear them loose. The, on them. They're done with my tomfoolery of getting them to play these old games. <sighs> well, this would have. If they play fighter games now, I don't think they could go back and play this. Like, oh, no. It, it is definitely dated. Uh, I feel like even though this game came out in 94 to me, I feel like it could have came out in 91. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, so that's all I've got that broke this game. Uh, and then you're completely comfortable with... Yeah, I'm completely comfortable with what I said. Like, I stand by what I said. Okay, well, I've got two weird things about this game that I just literally labeled weird stuff with this game. And then I've got one fun fact, which I think is probably one of the cooler fun facts that we got. It's not like a trivia or well, anything. Well, we did look it up and final fury here does Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury does have a anime adaptation of the entire saga, which is interesting. Well, when they mention fatal fury, they're literally having a, uh, shit king of fighters tournament yeah i know there's king of fighters game there's king of fighters lore like <coughs> excuse me a lot of the characters you're going to see in this game or some of them you're going to see in other games like uh like literally and and i guess this will kind of go into one of my my little known facts but like the chick in the game the one girl she is in a lot of other, you know, King of Fighters uh, games and such. And she's even in games that isn't necessarily Fatal Fury or King of Fighters. She's, I ain't gonna say she's like the Mario or the Sonic, but she definitely makes cameos in other games. Uh, when they say that it was SNK's mascot, that's right. Like, they were very proud of it. Uh, before we get into the fun facts, so I'll actually say there's two fun facts because one of them does involve, involve May. <clears throat> there were two things that I thought was really weird with this game. And playing the game, even to the finishing, uh, even looking how the first game finished, they were very exact with dates. When you beat yeah. a game, it's like, March 13th, 1994. And I'm like, hey, I don't need to do a timeline. I graduated, I got out of high school English. I did timelines before, or reading. Like, I don't need a timeline. And he, and it'll tell you, if you go to the Wikipedia on Fatal Fury 1, it'll tell you the date that the guy got kicked off, Geese got kicked off the damn roof. And I'm like, why are they so focused on the dates of when these fights took place? Yeah, any other uh, game, you know, it was like March 13th. It's, it's, it's. I don't even, when you play Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, does it say, hey, the Earth Realm was saved on April 2nd, 
1993. Like, nobody gives a crap about that. No, we just care that the Earth Realm got yes, saved. that's it. And I felt it was... And, and that might be the whole gimmick that Fatal Fury has. But I just was like, man, they are really pounding the exact... Not not even telling me the year. Like, if you tell me that No Escape took place in 20F and 22, that's awesome to me. But it, if you tell me it took place in, you know... September. August 14th, 2022. I don't give a crap. It you still know? happened in 2022. That's it. That's it. So I thought that, to me, that was really weird to me. Like, why are they so exact on the dates? And there may be a reason for it, and I don't care enough to know what the reason was, but that was strange to me. Uh, the other strange thing was I was looking this game up was a commercial that I seen that was a Japanese commercial. And it is roughly tied together, I guess. But uh, just put it in perspective, I don't understand what they're saying. It's in Japanese, Korean, something. But there is a cut scenes between... It shows basically one of the... I've been guessing it was one of the Bogar brothers. He looks like Ken from freaking Street Fighter. <laughs> and there's like, punch, punch. And then there's a woman pulling a fan like up her leg. And then it's like, punch, punch, uh, uh. And then the fan fans out. And then it shows her face. And it was like, it was strange. It was like, now, <laughs> the first thought was like, they're just trying to give you some sex appeal. And it yeah. did seem a little risque. Uh, it was definitely, like say, Japanese. And, yeah. Uh, commercially, we wouldn't have necessarily seen over here. But then when I started thinking about it, I was like, well, technically, I think she's the fiance of one of the Bogart brothers. So that may have came into play. But it was strange. You are to look it up on YouTube. It I is... will definitely look it up on YouTube. Now, I can say that back in 1993, if I'm sitting here looking at upcoming games, and I see a hot freaking Asian fighter, looks like Katana or somebody. Chun-Li. Uh, yeah, Chun-Li. Yeah. As an, ad your attention. as an adolescent male, I'm going to look at, at yeah. what they're showing there. But it was definitely... A little out of place. Uh, there was no actual gameplay shown from this. It was just literally a couple guys fighting in a corner and cutscenes of a, uh, I ain't going to say scantily dressed, but it was a very provocative scene. Yeah. Uh, that was super weird to me. Weird. Weird. Uh, so, I've got two fun facts, Josh. The first one was that when May was brought in, she was an added character. And she was actually not the main, uh, there was a idol that they were going with. I think it was like Ninja, Ninja, I forget the name, but Ninja Warrior, Ninja something. And they'd actually completed this character 60%, 70% of the way through when they said scrap it. And they ended up going with May. So literally the person that SNK is using as one of their, uh, uh, their fighters. Yeah, that is, that is literally their mascot that they use that makes all their appearances almost didn't happen. Literally, yeah. the character, it was between her and this other character, and they had completed the other character almost to completion, and they decided, hey, scrap it and go with the other idea. And I think at the end of the day, that probably plays into the King of Fighters, the Fatal Fury, the SNK lore, uh, the Neo Geo part of it. Uh, obviously, it was a, a good idea because they made a lot of money off her being a main character. Yeah. And probably one of the coolest fun facts there was, was there was a character called Kip, Kim Capuan, 
who was a South Korean Taekwondo fighter who fights in the name of justice. It was the first Korean fighter in the series. Kim Kapwon was an actual person. Kim Kapwon was named after the chairman of the Korean development studio Vicom. Chairman Kim was responsible for the Korean imports of the SNK arcade cam cabinets and he lent his name to the game as well as the name of his family members to ensure SNK's Korean characters had authentic Korean names. Like the character, he was also a Taekwondo practitioner. So literally one of the guys that helped bring this game into Korea got his own freaking character. And that's awesome as shit, right? That there. is. That is really cool. That's about as awesome as Shaq Fu. Because we all know Shaquille O'Neal has his own Kung Fu specialty. And, and you know, I mean, most times now if you say somebody can use my name, you're pretty for yourself. But I think that he's like, hey, use mine and my family's name to make it more authentic. Because if you told me to, if I said, hey, Josh, give me a Korean name, it's probably going to be pretty... Sexist, racist. It's it's gonna be stereotypical. It's gonna be like a Kim Jong yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it would be like if you ask somebody overseas what do you think every the most common American name is, they're gonna say Joe, Joe Jones or something like. People are probably not gonna Mike like that. Smith. Yes, that is literally it, and we know a Mike Smith. I know multiple Mike Smiths, and uh, so to me, I thought that was super cool. That not only did you do it. It's kind of a tip of the hat. And I don't know if he necessarily asked for it, but you got your own freaking character. How awesome is it to have a character based off you in a video game? Yeah, that's really awesome. And it wasn't like he was some like behind-the-scenes guy. It was a playable character. So if Kim Capwan told me that he played as any character other than Kim Capwan, I'd say, you're a loser, sir. Yeah, like, you, you play as you. I wonder who is better, though. Him in Taekwondo or his character in Taekwondo? It should be his character in Taekwondo, but... Yeah. I, I I mean, if I was him and I got beat as Kim Kapwon, I'd be like, he's a bitch. I can take you out the streets. In yeah. the streets. So I thought that was probably one of the neater fun facts that we ran across out of the eight games that we have done. So, you know what's next, Josh? We're going to talk Good about... Good old price charting. So... I know you like this game. I did. What would you pay for a loose cartridge of this game? If you've seen it sitting there on the shelf, and you're like, oh man, i got fond memories, or I like that game, or it looks interesting, I want to play it. i go with a solid 12 $12. You're not too far off, but you're low. You're low. And I don't think that this game is necessarily for... Uh, this game is, I feel, uh, pretty well received. Uh... Before we get to the price, maybe this may influence it. One other fun fact that I had left out is IGN released a top 100 Super Nintendo game list. Okay. Now, this has been several years back, and Fatal Fury 2 got in the top 100. Oh, wow. For me, I don't think perhaps that I would put this in my top 100, but it came in at 63. On the top 100 Super That's Nintendo That's a good games. number. Now, that is very uh, subjective. So, with it being well thought of, and, and you telling me that you think this game is $12, and, and I would agree, it's a Super Nintendo game. I'd spend $10 on it all day myself. Price Starting has this game at $19.49. As I said, my next guess would have been $20, knowing that it's in the top 63. Looking on eBay, 
there's several that, that I mean, this game is pretty popular. There's plenty of loose copies sold, and between twenty twenty four dollars. So price charting's right on. I don't know if price charting necessarily figures in the shipping. So it was literally twenty dollars plus four dollars shipping. So if you told me you like this game, it's twenty five dollars. Uh, you can get a copy of it, a good looking copy of it for twenty five dollars. So for a complete copy, Josh, in the box, what do you think this comes down to? Complete copy and box. I have a feeling you're going to hit it the nail on the head with this guy. I doubt it because I'm going to go with a hundred. You're a little high. A little, little high. high. Yeah. Dial it down a notch. Let's go with eighty-five. You're closer. Price charting has a complete copy at seventy dollars and twenty-six cents. eBay. The I've seen several complete copies on eBay sell for sixty-five dollars. So. If you told me between eBay to price charting $65, $72, fair enough. $70 for this game, complete. For a game that I think is pretty well thought of, enough that somebody puts it on a top 100. Somebody that knows more about Super Nintendo games than we do puts it on yeah. the top 100. You could do far worse. So uh, there is a variance between price charting and eBay on a new copy of this. Now, i only seen one new copy sell on eBay. And uh, price charting had a couple that they had charted. Uh, what do you think a new copy writes for? If you can get close to either one of these, because there's a variance in between it, a significant one. I would say close to $600. Oh, you're way high on both of them. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's the top 63? Well, just because it's top 63 don't mean I guess it's the rare 60. Well, true, true. With that being said, there are games that are literally in the top 10 that may not necessarily be that expensive, uh, such as Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I feel like that game isn't yeah, you're not spending okay. hundreds of dollars. Uh, Star Fox, Mario Kart. So some of these games are maybe 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. But you're not necessarily looking at the most expensive. Now, they were just going off game Probably playable. sales, probably. Yeah, sales and gameplay. Okay, so uh, let's go with two fifty. Price charting has a new one charted at two fifty five and one penny. One penny, Bob. So two fifty five oh one. But the thing that it, you know, and people will say, "Hey, price charting's true." I trust what eBay does because eBay shows me what happens in the last ninety days. And even though, like, I do trust price charting when it like. The loose to complete copies were literally within five, six dollars of each other. One thing I thought was really strange is I only seen one sold copy go on eBay and it went at auction. So literally it was only worth what people were willing to pay. It was a crisp looking I mean it wasn't beat to hell, but price charting had it two fifty five oh one. Within the past ninety days, somebody sold a nude copy, not just what they were asking for. They put it at auction. And it sold for $460. Wow. So, and it, I mean, it had a ton of bids. So there was a lot of people wanted a new silk that was a That was a completionist. He was a collector. I'll go ahead and tell you. I did. And my guess is when they say that 255 sold, I didn't necessarily look. It was probably one or two a year. I'm guessing new copies don't come up often in this game. And that's probably why somebody paid up. Yeah. So with it being an auction and not just necessarily a buy now or whatever, I feel like price charting is probably wrong. I think two fifty five would be a accurate value if I had to buy a new game 
for $255, that would be accurate. But I think there's probably not a whole lot of copies running around out there. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, well, that is all we have as far as that. Let's go ahead and take it down to, uh, let's rank these things before we get out of here. So, Josh, uh, right now your list is, we're just going to run through the top seven real quick, one through seven. Super Putty, Jeopardy Sports, Roger Clemens, No Escape, Dragon View, Kid Cleats, and Obitus. Where do you put Fatal Fury in here? Put this at number three. Number three. We're going to move Roger Clemens down. And sadly, that takes no escape off the mountain. But I enjoyed this fighting game. I enjoyed it a lot. Do you think that no escape, when he came off that mountain, he got kicked off of it like Ray Liotta did in the movie? Oh, you out of the helicopter? Well, no, when he got shot with the tranquilizer dart and he fell over the cliff. Either one. I think you went more like Ray, Ray Liotta. Or off of a skyscraper out of the helicopter than the train dart. The train dart is probably just getting hit and just tumbling. I feel like Ray Liotta probably looked at Fatal Fury and says, don't ever show your back to me again. Or you need a different lifeguard. That it could be either one. Now, I was... I thought... I knew it was going to be in your top four. I thought that maybe this game would be possibly your top one. No. Maybe two. Nope, it would not be the top two. Because Super Putty still gave me that ability of a true arcade game. You still got the top in your initials and everything like that. And then Jeopardy was a good, solid trivia game. It was. It there was. was a lot of versatility in there. So, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on Jeopardy. I got them as my George Washington on that Mount Rushmore. Uh, I got Jeopardy Sports, Dragon View, No Escape. Super Putty, Kid Cleats, Obitus, and then the abomination that is Roger Clemens Baseball. Uh, I didn't enjoy this game that much, but I'm not a fighter guy. So I know people saying, hey, it's number 63 on a top 100 list. I don't know it's in my top 100. I don't know if it's in my top 200. Just because it's not my type of game. I know the stuff that it was growing up. I know I'm a Street Fighter. I know I'm a Mortal Kombat. I'd rather play any one of these games over this one i didn't necessarily think this game was the worst thing i ever played it was one of the better games that we've played out of the eight uh it's just not my genre uh i felt like it was sluggish i have a feeling that when we play fatal fury special edition i'll have a different outlook on it because i was a little disappointed with this being a sequel so i'm gonna put mine I'm putting mine at number five in between Super Putty and Kid Cleats. Uh, it's close to Super Putty. It's way better than Kid Cleats. So I'm going to go Jeopardy Sports, Dragon View, No Escape, uh, Super Putty, Fatal Fury 2, Kid Cleats, Obitus, and Roger Clemens. I can see that since you're not a fighter fighter player type guy. So I, that, that's reasonable. Uh, the stuff that I couldn't really get past it was the slow gameplay. I didn't like the fighting in the main ground, the foreground, the background. I didn't like that part of it a whole lot. It was more aggravating to me than it was fun trying to get on the same plane. It was hard enough for me to hit one person as me not being a fighter guy than having to it, chase them up and down a plane trying to hit them. It turned a, a side-strolling stage fighter game into a dimensional stage fighting game. I do think as far as traveling, traveling vertically on this plane... 
We've literally played two games on this list that was better at that. I think yeah. that, uh, what were we playing? Dragon View? Well, you played Dragon View. I didn't like it, but... Uh, Dragon View and, and probably No Escape. That it, it just wasn't good. I know that was a, a different view, and I, you know, I like my originality. I don't mind him taking a shot. I didn't care for it. I can see why other people like this game. Just not a game for me. I don't hate this game. It's just not my favorite. I can see that. I enjoyed it. I, I really did. I knew you would. And, it, you know, it, it is what it is. So, uh, is there anything you want to leave with on this game? Anything that you need to say before we put this one to rest? Like, I can literally go the rest of my life without playing this game, and I'm okay. No, no, I think I'm good. Like I said, I played it. I got my enjoyment out of it. So, I'm good. Do you Would, would you ever want to play this game? Would you ever want to pick it up in the future? I could probably go back and play it again. Okay, okay. All right, well, I guess that's where it is. Josh likes it way better than me, and I expected that. <laughs> uh, so before you burn this world down, I don't hate this game. It's just not a game that, I, that I'm that i into. That's so, reasonable. Uh, I guess there's nothing left that we've got. We're going to go on to uh, game number nine uh, coming up next week for you. So... Uh, uh, this is George, and we're going to go ahead and sign out and draw our next game. All right, this is Josh. See you later.